For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. But right now, Kimpy, league and Ed from uh, Tolaga will be gutted like many. Morning, Izzy and Kimpy, my multis on the Kiwis to beat Aussie 662. 660 bucks. Unlucky Ed. Mm. Oh, oh. But, but, but like many, mate. Kimpy, you are there. You are watching it live here in Christchurch in my house. And we're very surprised with how they were going about their mahi. A totally different team to what we saw playing against Fiji. Plenty of opportunities. Where did it all go wrong for you, mate? Well, they they started really, really well. You know, they just mm. built built uh, their game around real, just the middle of the park, owning the forward pack. Aussie were rattled. Like the first half was all New Zealand. They they'd won the, the they'd won the ruck. They'd won the field position. Their halves were on the front foot, and every time they just. Weren't been um, we're carrying the ball to the line. They were getting offloads and they were causing Australia's defensive line all sorts, all sorts of six and sevens. You know what I mean? So they they hung in there, Australia. They could have blown them off the field in the first half, but as Australia do, they they just you know they just stay within touching distance. And then a couple of big errors. The, the one from Jordan up and a straight after half time by that half a foot offside that basically would have put them out to a 20, um, 20 to ten lead. With the uh, with the Aussies in all sorts of dire straits, and then directly after that, they go down and get that penalty under the post, and Cameron Murray catches Brandon Smith. So for for me, is there's a there's a couple of things here that I thought that mm. Madge Ma, Maguire got wrong. I think the first one was I think he left Brandon on too long. You know what I mean? And what you what you don't what you don't um, see is no one's mentioned that Jesse Bromwich played twenty one minutes. He played a first stint and mm. didn't come back on. I thought when Moses Leota come on, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And that ball that he gave on the back of um, the kick chase from Rapana around the back to set that try up, I was like, man, you know, oh. if we if we had started with Moses. Um, I think what happened was that when Moses came on, you couldn't you couldn't change it. You couldn't change it. It sort of he, he stepped up, and just the dominant the dominating performance of our forward pack. And one of the comments that really sort of I don't get is like I heard the comments from Maguire after the game is like we're there now with Australia, mate. We've been with Australia since two thousand and eight, mm. not two thousand twenty two. Yeah. So this hasn't happened in three years. We had a really poor time under David Kidwell, but that wasn't Kitty's fault. That was a, the organisation was in turmoil by being run by a very, very average CEO and, and making poor decisions. But the Kiwi team has been next to Australia since 2008. This one, we let get away. We should have won it. And and if we had made a couple of, I, th- I think... Um, Sort of crucial decisions on replacing players at the right time and starting players such as Moses for for Jesse, um, I think they would have got it. You know, imagine that that New Zealand and Samoa would have been in the final. Mate, Auckland would have come to a standstill.
Oh, would it be crazy, Kempi? Look, it's 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 an interesting one, and you you talk about. Um, you know, moments in the match and tactics and tactically, like when you look at a review post this, what does a review look like for you? What does it look like reviewing this entire competition as, as a whole? Well, we're dead set favourites leading into it, but throughout the tournament I thought we were, wow, we were pretty lacklustre to be honest. We we probably didn't fire too many shots. We had shots in that semi-final to really put a nail in the coffin. We didn't get it and we kept an Australian team in it. So what does a review look like post this? Well, the review, the first thing that I would like to see is, you know, can we sort of go back to actually, if we're working towards a World Cup, um, I would like to copy what they've done with Wayne Smith. I think that's a real big opportunity for not just rugby union, but for every sport. I think there's enough old heads in New Zealand to get together and bring some young Stacey Joneses and all those type of blokes through for the next World Cup and build... Um, build on a Kiwi co- coaching philosophy. I think we can do that. Honestly, do. Um, and yep. the, and the second thing is is just to continue to dominate um, and pick dominating players in the NRL competition. So you have a look at our side across the NRL. Like Joey Manu was fantastic again. You know, Dylan Brown stood up along with Jerome Hughes. You know, Peter Hicku and and Mulatalo going down that left left edge when they got that try. They threw that ball back on them on the inside they we've and you can't argue with any of the forwards like they're the best in the comp so we've got to continue to keep picking the best best players in the comp but we've got to get I think the selections right when you go out in those big games you know yep. and I don't I've you know I've always had this sort of you know what's the role of a selector what's the role of a coach but you know there's got to be some challenging um some challenges on why Moses Leota and Fisher Harris didn't start in the front row as the as the most dominating front row pair in the competition, you know. And we all knew that Brandon Smith was eventually going to run out of steam, and he basically did that when he didn't move off his line, which you said, you know, you've got to you've got to because they, those are moments, mate. That's a massive moment yeah. in the game that just swung was- the momentum back to Australia. And of course, you know, with Origin, if they get their nose in front, they know how to lock it out. There was questions on his fitness, Kempe. Do you think he probably went into this a little bit underdone? Is all of Brandon Smith? And like, this is a spine that was spoken about. I'm going to be the best spine in the competition. Did they live up to that hype? Do you feel? No, they didn't. Not through, not throughout the competition. But I think they, you know, everyone knew that Brandon Smith couldn't play 80 minutes. So yeah. I think you've got you've had to work out a strategy. Though when Foz came on, the the damage had already been done. They they'd got their noses in front. You know, so they needed to make that that choice um, in and around Smithy, and that's all your coaches making sure they're advising him because he's got so much going on that that Smithy needed to have, basically have a breather. Um, and yeah, it was a big moment, a big decision. You know, if, I, I guess if you're reviewing your own performance, Madge McGuire would be, be sitting there going, "I should have spelled him." He gave yeah. a spell, you know what I mean? So, maybe when you're in those games, those semi-finals, it reminded me so much of that one. Of, in Huddersfield, where Ridgie, Ridgie kicked it, they go down to just a moment. And yeah. for, for us, we we were half a step in front. I reckon we take it at 20 to 10, we don't get caught. And then mm. we go down the other end and we decide not to move off our line around four, got, and decent defenders. And Cam Murray goes, oh, there's a gap there. I'm just going to run toward Mate, that kid can play. Like when he came on, he changed he changed momentum for Australia. Him and Carrigan, when they came on, they changed, they lifted them because they were getting they were getting done in the middle of the park. They had no go forward. Trebojevic was terrible, 
You know what I mean? Mm. Um, Yell couldn't pass the ball. Uh, Cleary, I don't know if you noticed, couldn't get going. They had nah. nothing in the, in the middle of the park. But as soon as Murray come on, as soon as Carrigan come on, and they straightened them up, then Cleary went through, and I'm sitting there going, they're just they're hanging on by the coattails here, the Kiwis, and they get them, they get them, they get a moment. Brandon decides, you know, I need a breather. Well, that you can't, unfortunately. So um, there was that that game. Sum up, man. I don't know if you've seen the seen it. They're throwing the ball that far back to to, to Crichton. The cameras. Hey, he was miles away. The cameras couldn't follow it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kicked it from forty three meters out, and it's gone. He's flushed it. Oh, it's what a what a finish! And that was like, you know, they had their chances. They outplayed England. They they didn't deserve to mm. to to be anywhere near them. But you know, to get them up there, um, I guess the talking point with Samoa is a bloke called Filetti Tuolagi, who actually mm. played rugby union for Samoa and got picked up by Halifax back in the the late nineties. Um, mid 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 to late nineties and played for Halifax alongside Johnny Schuster. He was in the centres up there. Well, he's up there. His son plays for England in the rugby union team. Um, his brother's sons play up there, and he is just a crazy, crazy Samoan that builds culture. Mm. And he's the guy in the background that has been the unsung hero and worked on that cult- culture right through um, to this final, getting them into the final. What we see in South Auckland, what we've seen in Samara at the moment, Filetti has taken that inside the camp. And and personally, I think what he's done for that that country, because Samara's, um, what they wanted to do was emulate Tonga. You know, Jason Tomalolo making the decision to go to Tonga from New Zealand has opened up international football. They need to capitalise oh, on that. It. You know, they what, need to. What they do from here, and, and heaven help us if Samara win the final, Especially oh, oh, down imagine here. Imagine that, Kempe. Mate, I went to pick up. Imagine. I went to pick up. I'll tell you. What, I went to pick up my seat from uh, out. Out. I got a mate. Some of my mates in upholstery doing putting my seats together, and I went and picked them up last week. And Saman flags are going everywhere, and I went, "Ooh, one more game, one more game, mate. England got to get through them." And he couldn't talk. Like the the yeah. whole the whole place out there was just flags everywhere. You know, so. Um, Heaven help us if they win. It's going to be so much fun, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Just, oh, South Auckland be flying. Imagine Apia over there in Samoa just be, oh, so good. And then, um, yeah, there's a message coming through, and I want to talk about those moments because I thought the high ball receipt was quite average, to be honest, Kim. Like, that's a big part of the game. And particularly at the start of the game when Joey Money was just probably a little bit deep and he let that ball bounce. And luckily, I thought it was a knock-on, but the Ashley Klein missed it and they knocked it on. And then Jordan Rapana, like you go up, put pressure, and then Ben Hunt just puts a crossfield bomb. And both players, Money was too far central and uh, Jordan Rapana was too flat and had to run back and catch it. And then Ado Carr just comes out of nowhere and scores that try. Like oh, There was just a couple of moments there. That come out of nowhere, and they let this Australian team back into it. And that fox tribe, you know, you know, mm. with the fox is that he's going to chase down and do everything at oh. 100 miles an hour. As soon as he kicked it, you could you, you watched it unfold, and they was they were way way on top of that stage of Kiwis, and it was just one moment in the last set, last last set play mm. that was never ever going to happen. There's no way in the world he's going to get there that he got there and caught that ball 
on the fly to put them back in the game. Um, yep. And you're dead right, you know. Like you, you know that though. You know that like when you're coaching against the Australians, you know that they're gonna they're gonna play and they're gonna take their opportunities. That's you know the one of the biggest things about the Australians, and they do this in the Origin. I remember talking to um, a couple of coaches about that. Mickey, Mickey Hagen, who's in, in the Australian camp now, mate. They don't say it's over until it's actually the 80th minute. They've lost mm. too many Origin games, both sides, New South Wales and Queensland, in the very last play of the game. And that's, you know, when you've got Mel, Mick Hagen, Trevor Gilmeister, Adrian Lamb all sitting there on the coaching staff that have been in those games, the, the message at half time was just hang in there. Mm. We'll make the changes to get you going forward again. Just hang in there. We'll come, we'll, we'll, we'll yep. get the. I remember and Brian Fletcher at half time when he said, uh, Australian win this one in a close one, you know, who another New South Wales, you know what I mean? They just have that belief of staying in there. And we've, that's, that's the part that we're just lacking at the moment, you know. Those moments yeah. are so crucial, you, and you're dead right, Izzy. That one from the Fox, yeah. mate, came out of nothing. Came out of absolutely nowhere. Did not pick it. I was watching it with you. I was like, what, what, what just happened? It was just a set of six and a kick, and uh, he's that quick. He chases everything, and he scored a try. Yeah, two genuine moments. That cost us in that game there from Daniel on double eight double three. And right now we're going to be talking UFC 281. I booked it. I watched it. We watched it. Kempe down here. And it started off with a bang. Carlos Olberg. Probably the knockout of the night. So, so good. It was, well, well before the prelims. And uh, it wasn't even on TV. You had to watch it on social. That's how earlier on in the fight night it was. But... Probably, yeah, probably not the night that CKB were after, but a couple of big performances from that, uh, a couple of CKB, Dan Hooker and Carlos Olberg flying the flag for the Kiwis. Pretty successful night for the boys, but obviously as are Adesanya, not the ideal. Three losses now to Pereira. Probably the quickest way to a championship ever. I think he's only five fights for Pereira in the UFC. Huge, huge night. <laughs> How 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 um, I guess when you're looking at Rob Whitaker and those those like sort of mm. you know been there in the in the fount, uh, Fort Izzy and then Pereira comes through after five fights and takes a title, you know the first thing I thought about was man who's lining up like who wants mm. to line up and fight him you know here's a, here's a guy that's come five fights no one thought that Izzy would ever be beaten and then uh, he's got the, he's gone and got the job done so. Um, I'm waiting to see who he puts who puts a, um, in as a as the fir- first fight, Pereira and, and who who you got? Ooh, man, I, I think Whitaker's the next genuine option for him. Whitaker, I think yeah, Whitaker will probably. I don't know. Like Alessandro was, probably, it's probably a mental block for him. Eh, knowing what is. Or do they on. go like, straight back? Do they go straight back? Does he? Yeah, like I think there'll be a rematch in his calls for sure. We'll get a linkling from Courtney, eh? Courtney's just joined us from over in the US. Courtney Tidy, you're there, you're there. Does Izzy get a rematch in the claws? Is it there? Are we going to see take two? Morden, uh, yes, we are. Mm. They uh, they kind of, that's Eugene, uh, his coach last night, he said that's the first thing he said to them once they got in the cage. He said, we're coming for a rematch. Uh, he said to me, yep. make sure I talk to the TV people in New Zealand to make it happen. I was like, I think, I think everyone everyone wants it. Uh, speaking to Pereira's camp last night after he won the title too, mm. they said, yeah, for sure. 
Um, people were asking him. Oh, sorry, that's New York traffic. Um, people were asking him, <laughs> like, does he want to fight anyone else before he goes back to fighting Izzy? And he said, no, I welcome a rematch straight away if that's what if that's what's best for the for the belt. Hey, Courtney, it's Kempe here. What what do you think um, was playing on Izzy's mind? He obviously had the scorecards headed in the right direction, and Pareda catches him late in the last round. What do you think it was like? Uh, a sort of, in retrospect, that it played on his mind all those other times that they fought and he just didn't really believe that he could get the job done? I think 100% it was playing on his mind and it was all week, <laughs> even Pereira, he said that um, mm. at the ceremonial weigh-ins. He's like, oh, Izzy was really quiet the first time we faced off. He didn't say anything. And then, so he, I think he could feel it too. And I think for Izzy, when he would talk to us, it was almost like, I want revenge. I want redemption. Mm. He's got two over me and a knockout over me. So I'm coming uh, this Saturday night and I'm going to get my revenge. And I think in the last round, honestly being there, I think Izzy wanted to prove a point to prove that he's not just going to win. He's going to win in style. He's going to knock him out and get uh, his redemption. But unfortunately... Obviously, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> Did he make a mistake in that final round? Like, I, I could, he was all over him. He was all over him, obviously trying to grapple him to the ground and tire him out. And even the commentators, they were like, oh, maybe this was a bit quick for Pereira. His what, road to the championship might have happened too soon. And then he comes out and goes, boomfa, and knocks him out. Yeah, and Izzy said, actually, after the fight, he said just those um, leg kicks to his calf that... Mm. Um, Alex was working on. He said it really got him in it. He said he's been checked and it hit his um, one of his nerves in his leg. So he said that time, I've, if you remember, when he slipped over, he said that yeah. his leg actually gave way on him. And he said he knew then that just something wasn't right. And so mm. he knew he sort of just had to, you know, defend, but he knew he didn't have the power in his legs anymore. And I think, um, obviously, Pereira, he knew that too. And so... I mean, you've got to give full credit to both of them. But I think Izzy, like, he was up 3-1. We all had him 3-1 up. And then yeah, in that last yeah. round, we were just like, can't you? Yeah, just, you know, all he had to do was make it through <laughs> that round and he, he keeps the belt. Oh, it was tough watching. But someone that was enjoyable to watch was Carlos Olberg. He's firmly confirmed himself as a top contender in his division. How long until we see a number next to his name? Oh, my, it's not far away. I tell you what, like, everyone was so stoked with how he went, including, like, mm. Joe Rogan. He said, that's the best I've seen him fight. Eugene, he actually said after the fight when talking to him, he said, I was, this is the one I was actually nervous about. He said, because it was a big step up for Carlos. Like, he's had good fights. Yeah. But this, like, um, Negu Mariano, he was, you know, had way more experience. And what Carlos did to him. Like, we all couldn't believe it. And, you know, it was like a New Zealand takeover of Madison Square Garden. Everyone erupted. Like, we were just like, we we were hoping Carlos would win. But we didn't think it would happen like that, like, in the first round. And what about uh, oh, what about Coludio Pulis? Is that the, the, the strangest fight you've ever seen? Just oh, falling on his horrible. back all day? <laughs> <laughs> that was... Everyone was like, what is happening? And then even after the fight, Dan was like, I was sitting there like, get up. Get up. Like, what are you doing? Like, we're here to fight. We're here to brawl. But he obviously wanted to take, you know, uh, Dan to the ground. But Dan was like, I'm not, I'm not being part of this. Get up and stand up and fight me. Mm. But it was bizarre. But the whole night was bizarre. I think it was the record for the most knockouts on a card. 
in history. Mm. At first it was um, it was equal and now it, it, it's the most. And then I think it's also the most first round knockouts too in UFC history. So we were all saying out the back, we're like, this is a very bizarre night. Imagine if all these fights actually went the distance. Because, I mean, we didn't get to interview Izzy till probably 3 a.m. So we're like, if all these oh. fights actually went the distance, we'd probably still be there right now. <laughs> it was a crazy night. That fight was crazy. But Dan Hooker made he Claudio, uh, you know, deal with it and kicked him in the guts, and he gave up towards the end. Hey, we appreciate it, Courtney. You, hey, quickly, have you got have you got the best job in the world? Best job ever. Great food, <laughs> great food. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of your socials there, though. You had the best events in the world. Love it. You're doing a good job, too, Courtney. Appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing your insights from UFC 281. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support. Oh, mate. Honestly, the best job ever, I reckon. Oh, there's what so many Kiwis card. up there, too. Is There are so many mm. Kiwis up there. They panned in the crowd, and uh, I, I recognised a couple. I recognise a couple, mm. of my, couple of my mates are up there. I was just going to say to Courtney, you got to go and tell one, stop eating all them hot dogs. <laughs> Imagine the food at oh, the event. The yep, same. there you go. Ooh, Izzy, sore calf. Yeah, I thought something happened, but he got up and he started fighting again. But nah, there's obviously nerve damage there. So see what next Re- uh, rematch is on the cards. That was Courtney Tidy up there at UFC 281. Izzy losing his title to Pereira. Mate, I think everyone's celebrating. We all believe in it. We all love what we're seeing. And, mate, they have inspired the next generation. You spoke about it, Kempi. The young kids around New Zealand will be running around calling themselves Stacey Flula, Ruby Tui, Sarah Hirani, Ruahei Damont, oh, Aisha, Letienga. Mate, so, so good. Porsche woman. Mate, there's just absolute superstars. And one of them's going to join us right now. And I really appreciate her taking time out of her celebrations. I hit her up yesterday. I said, chances? And she goes, look, we've got a big day of celebration. But for you, I'll come on and let's hope her voice can handle it. Morena to you. She's in the elevator, so we'll give her a wee minute. Are you out of the elevator yet, Stace? Just getting in. (laughs) (laughs) She's just getting in. It's okay. We might lose her for a wee minute. But Stace... Congratulations. You are just the champ of all champs. The way you played throughout this entire tournament, it's so good. How are you feeling, my friend? Oh, man. I think I haven't slept, like, so I can't believe. What just happened? What just happened out there? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just can't keep my eyes closed. Hey, (laughs) Stace, Stace, fantastic just to see you. I've been talking about that smile of yours running down sidelines at looking at other players scoring tries. Just tell us, everyone wants to know, did you try and emulate Izzy by running over the dead ball line? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's definitely what I thought of when I did it. No. Um, Just wanted to try and get as close to the goal post as possible, you know. So anything to have our kickers. Hey, Izzy, you know the drill. You've got to help those kickers. And Renee Holmes, what a kicker she is. Look, honestly, talk us through that final. They get out to a 14-0 lead, and they're putting a hell of a lot of pressure on you. What were the messages out there? How were you able to you know, come together and just withstand that, that start that England put you under? 
years for shedding is a back. You know how it is, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but it was the talk was just to stay calm. Um, yeah. It was there was a lot of technical chat in terms of how to stop it. I know we didn't get up and mm. compete for the lineup, then we and we let them kind of get that part. Um, yep. But as long as we stayed calm and focused, we did feel a little bit under the pump when. Um, they were getting those lineouts, but we knew we just needed the ball. And the first thing we we said at halftime was no lineouts, no penalties. So that was kind of our focus moving into the second half, and just to hold on to our ball. Um, we obviously had a few handling errors, which kind of sucked, and it could have been pressure on the girls, but far out. At the end of the day, we won, so all good. <laughs> that's it, and that's all that matters. Ace. That's all that matters. Ace. Ace. Hey, look, you guys work your work your um, selves back into the game. They jumped out. Like everybody knew they would, but you never uh, lost faith. You know that that trust that um, your coaches instilled in you was resolute. Take me through the period where you got your nose in front and they were coming home with a wet sail. What was the chat like? Oh yeah, well, unfortunately, I was limping off the field at that stage. Um, <laughs> cuts and uh, but I couldn't watch it far out. I remember watching the last few minutes before the game and I had my head buried in my hands on the sideline and I knew they kind of had that penalty to go for the line-out. And every single time they used that, they scored. But out of nowhere, a miracle happened and obviously Jonah got lifted up and managed to get a, a hand on the ball so it, it allowed them to knock it on. Um, it was crazy, crazy atmosphere and... Uh, I know there were a lot of nerves, but man, we wanted to play with heart and attitude and we showed exactly that right till the 80th minute and I'm just so proud of the girls. But I have to give credit where credit's due. England played with 14 players and to be that, mm. that scoreline, to be that close, holy, what, what an amazing thing. <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't worry about it. We, we're not going to give them anything because we got the dub at the end <laughs> of the day. Hey, just t- tell us about the last two days. Like The last two days, how have they been for you and how... Like, how much, how happy are you that how inspired the country is and how much we've united to come together and support the women's rugby and the black friends? Yeah, it's been massive. Like, I know the girls are all still in shock. We've got a young team. Um, Sarah Hunter had more caps than a whole Ford pack put together. Um, so for them, they, they just can't believe it. They're like, what, what did we do? What just happened? I never saw myself here this early. Um, I know a lot of them had goals to achieve this in 2025, but three years earlier, um, but everyone's stoked. Um, yeah, we celebrated hard yesterday, went out to Ted's house, and Waiheke, I'm sure you've been there, see? Um, and it's just amazing to see, like, we had the um, fans event yesterday down at Commercial Bay here in the city, and holy moly, thousands of people turned up, so many people, new supporters, new fans, people who have never watched rugby before, now know who the Black Friends are, and how epic is that to see that they want to be like us in the future. Um, the opportunity is it's so amazing, and I'm just glad. And I know the girls are pr- um, proud to be a part of this legacy of machining. A hundred percent. You've you've nailed it all in one there, Stace. Just tell us, Stace, where what was the magic? What was the magic that was driving everyone? When you when you look back on it over the last couple of days, what can you put your finger on to say, man, that was I'll never ever forget that because of this. Yeah, I think there's three things we can think about. The first one was belief, um, belief in our systems, our game plans, our coaches. Second one was playing with fun and freedom, and you and you saw that out there. Um, but but the biggest one for me um, with the girls, and we talked about it all week, is 
you have to be physical on the field. Um, and, and that's exactly what we bought. We bought that physicality. Um, slipped at times, but that probably defines the true definition of a championship team, is that the way you can conduct yourself in those pressure moments in front of a 42,000 sellout Eden Park. Holy, we've never experienced anything like it. But for the girls to come out and and trust that and bring that physicality, oh, I can't even deal with Like, I'm still buzzing. <laughs> well, get this. 1.3 million viewers watching you on telly. How does that feel? <laughs> Holy moly, I hope those 3 million viewers continue watching because there's going to be so many more epic games like that. <laughs> so, well, let, just on that quickly, this is a start and this is only the, the you know scratching the surface really of what can be achieved. What would you like to see for the Black Ferns going forward, like series and India tour? Like, we need more test matches against opposition because we know with the limited amount we've had now, what can be achieved? Mm. Yeah, I talked about it um, on Saturday night to the media that, yeah, we 100% need more tests, but we need more tests against um, with bringing the lower tier teams up. Like, you, you can't just keep making the best the best and having two or three teams sit at the top. We need to bring everyone else up with us. So, obviously, more competition. And we need to play England and France way nice. more than we do. Um, and India tour would be absolutely amazing for the girls um, any day of the week. And, and you know that being an all-black, um, they, they, you have to play the best to be the best. Um, so if we can do that and continue building that platform moving forward, then far out this game is just going to go to crazy heights. Obviously, it's our first year professional contract with the 15, so there's more coming, and I'm so excited to, to watch that and be a part of it. I'll spend that bonus wisely. Hey, Stace... <laughs> There's got to be a there's got to be a bonus at the back Oi, of that. Let's surely. give them a bonus. Mark Robinson, <laughs> give these ladies a bonus. You have to, mate. You got plenty now. Get get in those yeah, we pockets. Need, we need to, we need to go on holiday now. <laughs> and a holiday. Give them a holiday as well. Pay for that. Send them send them up to um, Vomo somewhere like <laughs> somewhere beautiful. Hey, Stace. Just when you when you're standing out there and you know you've been in the sevens and been around playing some in some really big games, but when you're looking out at your home support and you see that stadium full, what was that like? Far, honestly, when you walked out for that national anthem and you looked up and saw every single seat was taken, I was absolutely mind blown. I had goosebumps all over me. My heart was racing of excitement, of happiness. To know everyone was there to watch us like holy moly and then mm. obviously in front of my fam, um, my friends and then Special moment, my haka, my whanau did a haka for me at the end, and it's something oh, I never cool. ever forget. Like, honestly, the best time ever, and I don't think they'd ever be able to watch me play in a World Cup final at home ever again. Oh, I saw that. That was an awesome week snippet there that I saw on social media. Honestly, so, so good. Just quickly, Stace, we'll let you go. I feel so bad on you after you probably want to go have a little nap. But no, all good. What? what what next? What next for for yourself and the other seven girls, the sevens players? Are you going to slip back into the seven circuit, or are you going to have a wee bit of a break? What, what, I tried what's going really for? hard. I did. I did try hard to get to Dubai, Cape Town next week, but um, my ankles <laughs> told me otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually going. I'm going on a few holidays off to the Maldives next week um, with my husband for R and R. Can't Ooh, wait. Um, yeah. And then going going to. Japan and Fiji a few weeks later, but um, the girls are a well-deserved break. We're on six weeks leave. Um, we haven't had a holiday big year with Com Games and Sevens World Cup, so 
we're ready to put the feet up and then hopefully we're hissing come back the new year for Hamilton 7. We need you there. Oh, we need you awesome. there. We need that crowd that came out on Saturday to be at Hamilton 7s in 2023. Well, I'm getting an understanding from everyone on the text machine and the calls we've had coming through states that everyone is right behind women's rugby and we <laughs> believe and we love it. We love what you're displaying. We appreciate your time this morning, Stacey Flula. Go enjoy your holiday with your husband, Rick, and enjoy it, and we appreciate it. Well done, Stace. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Dan. There she is. How Stacey good. Flula celebrating the energy, mate. Should. Oh, it's oh, I can't stop smiling. I can't stop smiling, mate. How can you not? How can you not want to support the ladies when they're, they're just full of that energy? Mm. The transfer of that's unbelievable. Well done. So good. I'm just happy she answered her phone. I was a little bit apprehensive. <laughs> I was like, oh, is she going to be awake? But she said, "Yeah, I'm awake, but don't laugh at my." Well, voice. mate, we know no, that, eh? Hey. We know <laughs> that. And after after <laughs> finals football, winning or losing, it is so hard to get people. Um, yeah. So yeah, to have people on a Monday, you know, count we count our lucky stars. Got some numbers. Oh, <laughs> we got some numbers. So much. I just sent her a message. Thank you so much. Back to bed. <laughs> Back to bed you go. All right. What'd you hey, say? Uh, nah. Three days had been asleep since Saturday night. <laughs> oh, mate, you can understand. Like this is their biggest moment in their lives and their careers. And mate, even yesterday, Kimpy, I was watching it on repeat. I was watching the highlights on repeat, just getting goosebumps every single time. And that last moment when we got up and we, we stole their ball on that line-out, knowing that four out of five times they just scored a rolling more try, and we went up and competed and we got the win and we got it back. No, everyone would have thought oh, that too. Everyone would have thought goosebumps. that, the penalty. like Even Stace said that. When we got, like They've done that. They've gone, they go down there. That's what they do. They get win the line-out, just the rolling more, get over the line. You know, Hooker scores four tries, not three. And they can't get the ball. They can't get the job done. Yeah. The pressure, eh? The pressure. Yeah. And that's the moment, the, the biggest moment. That's what everyone will be talking about in that team. Like, that was the biggest moment of the game. They got them home. And Matt's loving them. I know we're often too quick to judge things like this, but this Black Ferns team is a lay-down mazir to be Halberg team of the year. In fact, the overall supreme Halberg winner. They embody everything we love about sport and beam Kiwis. The way they've engaged with the public, honestly, the way they've engaged with the public has been phenomenal. They've connected in on another level. Absolutely outstanding. I hope the big wigs make the most of this and capitalise on the momentum they've created. Love them. Cheers from Matt. Well, and the collective bargaining agreement, are they a part of that? They have to be. Well, mate, you have, have to be. And, have... and they don't get a bonus. You, you know England, mm. they missed out on a £30,000 a bonus. So they went home missing. Kiwis, the, the Blackfoots didn't have a bonus. I'd love to see them have a bonus. The, the All Blacks, well, they should they get, get a bonus. Yeah. All Blacks win a World Cup, 150 grand each. Yeah. In their back pocket. Yeah. The Blackfoots deserve something. They get nothing. I if, I was a, if I was a current All Black, I would give up, I would give up something in my All Black contract to give back to those women. Mm. You know what I mean? Totally even if it's a week, even if it's a week, Weekly bonus or whatever you're on up there, um, but no, they got to get something. Have to, have to. They're going on a six weeks holiday, six week holiday, and well deserved because it has been a big, big year. Capped off with a win, and you know what? I'm going to chase down Smithy too. Go get Wayne Smith on the cards and see if he's going to announce his 28th retirement.
<laughs> He'll never retire. He'll never retire, Wayne Smith. Yes, that's right. Over the past couple of weeks, we've been competing against the run home in a series of challenges to help raise funds and awareness for Movember because together we can change the face of men's, of men's health. Last week, Kirsty crushed Kempe in a game of horse to even the competition at one apiece after we took the first week by pumping out 360 press-ups over four shows. We're now into week three, and Curse is on the line to hear our latest challenge for the drive team. Morena, Curse. Morena, team. Can I just say, go the Blackburn. Oh, Ooh. how good, Curse. How good, how eh? Good. You're the girl. Honestly, greatest yeah. weekend of rugby and greatest weekend of sport for our country. That was amazing. Oh, we just had Stacey on. She was. How good was she? Oof. Oh, had to be one of the players of the match, eh? Man, she was just so speedy, so quick. That try that she scored and the try that she set up as well. It was like, like honestly, it was like fairy tale stuff, eh? It was, everything was meant to be. Everything happens for a reason, you know? And for those women that got absolutely thrashed on the end of your tour, to turn that around in 11 months is just, that's incredible. You're on the sideline. You're on the sideline. What was the moment for you, the best moment? Oh, Oh, there was too many. There was that was honestly like the most intense game of rugby. Eh? That woman <laughs> had everything, and it had us all off our seats. I'm pretty sure I, I never sat on my seat for 80 minutes because I was so nervous, standing up with the crowd just roaring behind me. But you can't go past Jonah. Her mm. mo- that won the match for them. She is yep. the hero of the Rugby World Cup because if she didn't go up and win that line out bag, they would have scored. Right? That was the moment. Yes. That was definitely the moment. Oh. Kirstie, you've been at many games for the All Blacks. You've been in some environments, some pretty special arenas. Is this a different crowd that we're, we're witnessing there? Like the way that Ruby Tui made them sing Tu Tera Maina and just oh get them going. God. That's a crowd. That's okay, a crowd yeah, that was I've my favourite moment. Ever. <laughs> that was my favourite moment. I thank you back. Um, no, honestly, it, it was so amazing. And I think she has changed the game and she's changed the face of sport in New Zealand forever. Like the way that she has got the country behind. Because, you know, as we know, if you fall in love with the players, you fall in love with the team and you feel invested. And she's made people care. She's made people love the Blackburns and want... And then you go and watch them and you fall in love with them even more because they play the most amazing style of rugby. And you're like, Wayne Smith, can you you come over to the All Blacks and take over every other sporting team in New Zealand? Because he's just a genius. But... That, that crowd is different. It is so different. It's like family orientated. It's like a festival. It's like a celebration. It's so much more than sport. It's like, it's actually quite hard to describe what it's like. Like I've been, I've been sitting here for the last, what, 36 hours just re-watching moments from that final. And I still it just, it honestly has, it's sunk in, but it hasn't sunk in. And I've, I try and talk about it and then I can't find words because it was, it was just so remarkable, the whole thing. And, Man, I just feel so proud to be a Kiwi. So and, proud. And so proud. You've done your part too, uh, Kirsten, on the sideline there and bringing all of that wonderful um, emotion and, and energy from those ladies back to our screen. So well well done to you. And we'll be we'll be talking about this all week, I guarantee you, right throughout SCNZ. Um, but we'll talk about this forever, won't we? We will. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but there's another World Cup going on, and it's Movember. Oh. 
It's the breakfast team <laughs> against the drive team. And, mate, I thought I was going all right too when I sunk four out of five shots and then you've <laughs> stepped up and nailed it and got me last week with Ask horse. Ask about playing me in basketball. Yeah, oh. I know, I know. Yeah. Don't start. Mate, she's competitive as. So <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to come up with an, a good one for this week. So, Kirst, we're on this week, and what I've decided to do with, was come up with a, a deck of cards, and each card has an exercise, and we're going to draw those cards today. Today it's me and you. Tomorrow it's Beeve and Izzy. And whatever the yeah. numbers come that up. sounds like you guys are playing drinking games on the weekend. Well, it works. It works <laughs> It works really well. There's actually a game of golf in here. If you draw number four, that's a game of golf. But if you draw number one or number two, it's an eight, it's an 8K walk. <laughs> so there's some, there's some decent. I think I'd rather the golf. Okay, well, let's see. I'm going to, okay, get ready because I'm going to draw your card. Okay. And just so that you know. I've just whacked out another 80 push-ups today. I'm still doing the push-ups. We're three weeks in, yeah. so I've got 10 more to go. Come on, your chest doesn't need any more. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Okay, you've got number three. Number three is a 5K walk. So you got to do a 5K oh, walk brilliant. today. brilliant. Okay, right. that sounds great. And what about you? What are you doing? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're just about to go. Just chill, chill out. I know you want me to go and get this done. Here we go. And Joe, can I have a please? Drum roll. There you go. Mine's a six. And my number six is I've got to mow the lawns. Oh, awesome. <laughs> you buy those lawns, Kempi. I, I, I hope I don't get that lawns. I've got that and he had to do it by hand instead of with his right on. I'll tell you what, Lucky Daggy didn't get that. He's got 10Ks. He's got 10Ks to get around. Oh, not mine, those lawns. Hell no. Oh. Hell no. 5K walk. Kirsty will eat that up. And talking about basketball, she's an absolute cheat. She's a grub out on that basketball court. Oh, she's, you know, contact and basketball, no good. Kirsty. Contact all day. <laughs> Quickly, Kirsty, just before you go, does a five-year-old girl, Kirsty Stanway, ever think she'll be calling a rugby a rugby World Cup in her home country? Using my words against me? No, um, <laughs> I, I never, ever. Literally, I'm 30, and 30-year-old me can't believe that I just did that. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, it's, I just can't. I just can't believe it all. It's crazy. You are yeah. absolutely killing it. You know how much love I got for you, and uh, keep up the unbelievable work you're doing so well. And uh, congratulations on calling probably the greatest game in New Zealand I've probably ever witnessed. It was so good. I'm a believer. I'm a true supporter of women's rugby. It's so good. Well done, Chris. Enjoy Thanks. your 5K hey, walk. Enjoy the, enjoy the lawn, Kempi. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Hey, don't forget, you've got to take some socials too at 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5Ks. Perfect. Easy. I'll go and do it now. All right. Beautiful. Kirsty Stanway, Talking Black Ferns, and obviously our Movember competition. Kimpy's got to mow lawns. I can't wait to see that. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.